So welcome, 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 ladies. This is the first episode that we get to do in person. So I know a lot of Yay, listeners. Facts. <laughs> so I know a lot of our listeners don't know, but I mean we know. So this is this is a really fun and exciting episode. I'm glad we get to do it together. Um, this is, I believe, episode five of season three. Season three. Yeah. Um, and today is a special episode because it's another holiday-ish episode where we are celebrating Women's History Month. And because we're all women, especially women of color, I think it's a great episode to have. So thank you, Ms. Tichelle, for the idea. Cheers, cheers. Snap, 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 snap. Um, and this episode is also equally exciting because we have our very own in-person special guest. Woo! such a special person um to me because i've known her for years like decades it probably is at this point but um yeah so we're just so excited to share with you all what we have so i just want to take a minute everybody give a quick update about you know who you are what you do um where you're from your background and we'll start with our special guest and then we can go (laughs) around for the regular update Okay, well, like she kind of said, I'm Clarissa. So I'm actually from Salt Lake, and I'm currently on my final year of the elementary education program. So I'm excited for that. And yeah, I'm so honored to be here. I've been waiting and waiting. It only took three three seasons. Yeah. <laughs> three seasons. Three episodes later. Three seasons and many episodes. It's fine. It's fine. So what's new with everybody? Mr. Shell, tell us where you are. Hey everybody. <laughs> I'm Utah, California, Utah, as you all know. Um, I'm really excited to have Miss Clarissa here because she, I learned she's the teacher for my niece and nephew who are twins who are super energetic and lovely (laughs) and very, they have their own individual personality. So this is really special to celebrate the amazing accomplishments we all have within our group and potentially highlight some other accomplishments. And I work for the University of Utah and have a really cool research opportunity at the University of Toronto, trying to be international. Jason Trudeau, shout out. Drake. Drake. Right. Hey, party next door. You might not want that. The weekend. Anyway, <laughs> I'm trying to see the weekend. But anyway, um, yeah, that's where I'm at in life. Nothing too new. Just excited to be here with y'all. I love it. How about you, Miss Jasmine? Oh my goodness. I feel like life right now is in chaos. It's in flux. We're in flux right now. Um, nothing like super exciting to report. Um. Other than, as you all know, like I'm still setting in, settling into being a homeowner. So that's really been exciting and fun to just learn how to be homeowner. There's all these little things, how to balance my finances now with this 
new expense has been really interesting. Um, and then also I recently got accepted to the Masters of Public Administration program. So, you know, a girl's going to be a master here soon. So stay tuned for all of the many dramas. I'm sure that will come along with that. And I'm also in the process of advocating for myself for more pay in the workplace, which is something that is a weird dynamic for women, especially women of color. So it's all in flux. So hopefully in the next episode, I'll have more updates for y'all. Miss yes. Shekinah, what's going on with you, girl? Girl, nothing. Um, so I'm here in Utah for just a little bit. I was here for about a week, um, taking care of some family business. Um, I am so excited to be here. This is my final season. I am in my final semester of school. And so just trying to navigate that and figure out what after school looks like. Um, as far as do I stay where? Do I stay in Tennessee? Do I come back home? Do I come back? Figure home. out. Life? <laughs> come back. Are we taking votes? <laughs> we are not taking votes. I just kidding. Yes. Um, but <laughs> y'all can, can also come visit, like I've been saying for the past three years. I'm but going. <laughs> you know. But okay, no, we're talking about that. <laughs> we we can circle back. Um, I'm just kidding, but. Really just trying to figure out a lot of things that are also, like Jasmine said, kind of up in the air in flux. Um, and just trying to get more comfortable in the new, like, space that I'm in. But I'm just so excited to be around a bunch of various accomplished women in their own right. Um, because I feel like when y'all succeed, you guys give me the motivation, whether you know it or not, to also want That's to succeed. so sweet. You welcome, girl. You welcome. <laughs> Um, okay, but to get started, I guess, with our first set of questions, right? Um, who do you feel like, in the honor of Women's History Month, who do you feel like was your biggest inspiration? Um, I guess more specifically in like the career field that you're in, right? Or the trajectory of like your life. Who was your biggest kind of inspiration in deciding to go into your various fields? You know, it's okay to say yourself too, because Snoop Dogg did shout out himself. <laughs> I'd like to thank myself. Yes. That was a great speech. Yeah. That was a good speech. Yeah. That was real. I mean, yeah. I'll speak at once. Yeah, you know, gotta... I could go first. So. I think for me, like, I always circle back to this person, even though I've never met this person, I just feel like everything that she does is just with such, like, poise and grace and intention. And so for me, since I've been a little girl, or not even a little girl, like, in high school, I guess, is Michelle Obama, just in the way that, like, she carries herself and the way that she is unapologetically herself and how she's very intentional with the work that she does in the community on making like an impact and making a difference even if it's a small one it does have like great impact and for me that's something that I constantly strive to do and as I'm deciding what path I want to take with these new opportunities that have presented themselves to me 
I'm thinking more and more about like what is my passion, what fills up my cup, and what can make me them dollars. But I think like watching her and seeing how she's done that to me is super inspirational, and I want to be impactful in my community and intentional in the help that I give and hopefully bringing the next generation along with me is something I'm really passionate about. So for me, it's always going to be my forever first lady. I feel you. Did you read her book though? I do have her book. Okay. I have that. not finished the book. <laughs> Me and Jasmine started this unofficial book club like years ago. Did we start that? Yeah. We did. Is it still active? We started an unofficial book club that only had two sessions in it years ago, and becoming was on it. And I don't think that I don't think we ever got. We to never it. got past the first book. No, but we was trying to talk about my girl. Which one? Gabrielle Union. Oh, that's okay. true. I don't Circle. Know. I do. <laughs> but there was also a third party in that. Who that's fair. Right. That is fair. Yeah. That we can let that go. Yeah, we won't. Uh, we digress. Miss Clarissa, what about for you? Well, it's for my personal field because I didn't always know I wanted to be in education. I don't really am familiar with like, you know, people in teaching. But I'm gonna say my mother because she is my ride or die. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but it's because like. I don't know. I always was raised with like you don't you need to create your own. <laughs> okay. And we're back. Sorry, we're going to have to edit through all of these, but continue with your story. Oh Shout out to God. Mrs. Cardenas. Yes. But she always like kind of wanted her daughters to get a career for themselves so that they didn't have to like depend on anyone. Or their, like, lifestyle that they wanted to portray. But, I mean, with education, she wasn't very set on it. Because it didn't have a lot of income. Mm -hmm. But now that, like, she knows that this is my passion. This is what I want to continue doing. She's been supportive from the get-go. But, you know, it's such a, like, what's the word? such a like what's that word where you know it's such an easy way out to say oh it's my mom you know or this or that but it's like she is my rock and she is the one person that like I want to be able to like accomplish things for I guess but yeah I love that I love that shout out to the mommies Right. <laughs> that's that. That's hard to pick one person because like three people come to mind. <clears throat> um, I would definitely say my grandmother because she was super um independent, hardworking, but she was someone who was just so funny and kind that I've always aspired to be similar. Like she even if she didn't have it, she would help someone. She was the person that would bring people together in our family. Um on my mom's side, she was the most accepting of us growing up and accepting of my dad. And so that was meaningful. And I think she really did um, 
help my mom a lot in a sense. Um, and I really, really appreciate that. And then she was the one person I felt like I could go to and she never had an opportunity to get an education. And so I felt like for me getting an education was in a way to honor her because she, she really was the reason that my mom had what she had and that I had what I had when I was first born. Um, my mom bought her first house from my grandma. So like small ways of simple, the attempt of generational wealth, it didn't stay that way, but still the thought and intention was there with my grandma. So I really, really appreciate all she did to try to lift up the women in her, in her life, including my sisters, me, my cousin and her other daughter as well. So she was just the rock. She was the one. So I feel like getting an education was an honor of her because she just, the opportunity didn't present itself. She, but she was just so funny and so kind. Um, she was very extra like me, but in a, like, just in a fun way, she brought people together. She made random strangers laugh. She made people feel welcome, no matter their background, no matter their social income, sorry, their social economic status. There we go. Um, no matter their racial ethnic background, she was just accepting of all. So I think she's the real reason that I'm like, I'm going to go to school forever and get a degree so I can achieve, I don't know, bring the right legacy some, I don't know, build generational wealth like she had tried to do and give the right name some, some umph. So, oh. yeah. I love it. <laughs> um, I think for myself, um, two people come to mind, like, just in terms of what I now know, like, can be possible in a career, that first person would probably be um, Professor Michelle Goodwin from UC Irvine, um, just because she was the first woman that I've ever met that combined, like, bioethics and the law, right, that combined, like, public health and medicine and the law and talked about, like, the social responsibility um, that each profession, like, had to the public or to the vulnerable communities. Um, and she talks a lot about like reproductive justice and um, black market organ trade and that was kind of like the first time that I was like wait what this is a thing people are trading organs you know um, and now we see the conversations around reproductive justice that are just more prevalent now than ever before um, or just as relevant now as back then um, but she was probably the first person that I saw that where this could be a possibility. So it was really hard when I was like telling my family, like, oh, I don't want to do medicine anymore. I want to go into law because it was like, you want to do what with it, though? And I'm like, OK, but there's this lady that I saw that does this. So I want to do what she does. And they're like, but who even is she? And I'm like, but that's besides the point, though. I want to do what she does. And it's like literally only having like one person in the field that you can like point to is, I think, very difficult especially when you're taking such a drastic shift like that. Um, but in terms of, like, who inspires me the most, I feel like it's my mom because, like, as well as Clarissa, um, because she has done so much work, like, in our community and has, like, received such little, like, applause for it. Mm -hmm. But she's been doing it for, like, 30-plus years. And, like, she does it genuinely because of, like, who she's helping and who she's impacting. Um, <clears throat> and I think to see that, like, genuine care, like, she'll literally, like, 
her students will call her at all times. Like, and I'm talking to her, I'm like, Ma, you gotta tell them to stop calling me. But, like, that's the care and the love that she has for her students and making sure that they, like, succeed, right? Um, and I just admire that so much about her um, and who she is, like, to the community, just outside of, like, education as well as being a singer or both of them combined, like, how she's touched people um, and really doesn't ask for anything in return. Now, because she doesn't ask for anything in return, I ask for all her flowers because y'all not finna sleep on my mama. <laughs> like, we're not doing that no more. Um, but, yeah. And so... I guess moving to the next question, and y'all can interrupt me at any point. Um, what is the sort of impact or legacy that you all hope to leave in your fields? Like, what is it like? And again, this is not just like relevant only for women, right? This is not like, oh, I want only young girl like, that's certainly a part of it but like just what is the overall legacy or yeah I like legacy what's the overall legacy that you, <laughs> that you guys want to like leave or impact that's it legacy or impact that you want to leave in your field well I guess for me it's more of like I want my students to know that they have like a support system behind them in the sense that like maybe they don't have like the greatest home life that school is like a safe space and there's somebody in like right behind them that will support them if they need anything as well as like anything that they want to accomplish is possible because there might be a lot of people saying well you can't do this you don't have the financial resources to you know go to college because that's what I've been seeing like working at a school where it's like students like specifically fifth graders they don't think they can go to college because it's not an attainable goal but it's because they haven't been around somebody that can be supportive and be like yeah there is you can go there's all these possible there's financial aid like there's all these things for you to go to college but if you know you find out that college isn't the route you want to go to well then you still can accomplish things in life and I guess that's my legacy it's I just want to be able to like be a support system and know that they had someone Even, like, for me, it's not, like, the recognition. I just want to be able to know that I was able to help a student change their lives or their way of thinking or, you know, because there's a lot going on in this world and they just need more kindness because the world has been lacking that type of support. I think for Clarissa it's even more, I don't know if you want to talk about this, but the bilingual aspect and how marginalized those kids are, I think you have, like, that's so powerful. Mm -hmm. It's it's something, too, where it's like, you don't see a lot of, I personally, going to the U, you don't see a lot of people of color in the field. And especially, like, male teachers. Mm -hmm. It's a woman-dominated field, mm -hmm. and 
it's something where it's like I think education has its own kind of like if you can't do anything else you should just teach because it's the easiest thing to do but it's not it's something where it's like you have to deal with different aspects of you know some students have behavioral issues or have disabilities and you have to be able to find something where you're going to help that student as well as help your other 20 plus students at the same time um but yeah it's something where it's like okay students now are saying oh there's someone who speaks spanish they look like me and you know maybe i can be a teacher or not just a teacher maybe be a doctor or something like that it's just expanding their way of thinking yeah. but yeah it's just you don't see a lot of people of color or people that look like you in that field setting right. mm -hmm. well, my legacy I want to leave other than my amazing son who I hope will take over like take on the world and just bring light to people's life which he already does um, I, I love that's my love and joy in life but aside from that, in my field, my legacy I want to leave is really, really advocating for black communities and Latinx communities who often get blamed for their poor health outcomes. So even to this day, I'll be in conversations where people will blame black folks for getting COVID because they didn't take the vaccine. They'll blame black folks for having diabetes. They'll blame, you know, Latinx folks for having diabetes, things like that. And it's instead of looking at the underlying reasons. And so I'm always quick to go up to bat for people who are, you know, a little more on the ignorant side, thinking about the sort of the sort of social constructions that exist and the environment that these folks are often in that create these that create these scenarios that it shouldn't just be blamed because of their lifestyle. They may not be able to afford fresh fruits and vegetables. There may be a real fear of doctors and there often is a real fear and mistrust of Western medicine and doctors. There's more than just people who are making poor choices. And so I think I, in the spaces I'm in, I want to continue to advocate for everybody in a sense that we shouldn't be blamed for our poor health outcomes when we really don't have the choice now some of us do like myself so then that's another story you know <laughs> if i choose to eat dessert for every meal that's another thing but oftentimes that's not the case for a lot of our vulnerable and marginalized communities so i just want to continue to advocate for you know great you know, for better outcomes for Black, Afro-Latinx, and Latinx groups, and just continue to be a resource queen. I love sending people resources or connecting people with free services or opportunities. I, I like Miss Clarissa said. I think it like letting young folk, young to old, know that they can go back to school anytime, and there's ways to make it affordable, and scholarships that exist, and just being able to be that connector for for people is what really brings me joy. If I could do that every day and not struggle to make ends meet, that's what I would do. I would love to be a connector, help people write their essays, help students and people get connected with the legal services they need. Um, there's so much injustice that I'm always like, how do we fight it the right way? <laughs> and if that doesn't work, that's another conversation, but that is what I would like to do, y'all. I love that. Yeah. Um, 
You know, I've been thinking about this a lot, like, and I think for me, I'm still trying to, to trying to figure out where to be, where that legacy lies and how I want to leave that behind because in the work that I do in the community, it can be so, it varies from thing to thing on what is the main issue at the time for community. And so similar to how Chelsea saying that she likes to be like a connector for people, that's kind of what I do in my day to day is I love helping people penetrate the systems that are in place and the processes that are in place because a lot of times people are like, let's just blow the system up. The system is not working. And that may be true, but I also think that we as people sometimes are just really ignorant to the fact of like, this is how the system works. And here is the way that you be impactful and have your voice heard. And a lot of people just don't know because they're not like privy to that type of information. Like we don't all work in those spaces. We don't, or we're not always in those spaces. And so for outsiders, it's really hard for them to go into those spaces because they're unaware of how it works and they don't, they just don't know what they don't know. And so for me, if I can just help one person learn how to penetrate the systems that are in place, then we can start talking about changes that the system needs, that need to be made in the system. Um, so that for me is like the biggest thing I think I can leave behind is just if we can create resources or documentation of how like those systems are at work and how people can affect the system, then like we've done, then I've done my job. What about you, Miss Shekinah? <clears throat> um... I think the legacy that I would like to leave is one where I can say that I've made life better or the quality of life better um, for my community, right? Um, whether that's like communities of color, black women, women, black community, like just for my community as a whole, because you all know that a lot of the research I do focuses on law enforcement um, and police involved shootings and more morbidity rates, um, as well as like just public health disparities, the same as Seychelles. Um, so it's very important to me, like I've kind of said since the beginning of this podcast, that I make the world better, like for my nephews, right? That before I can feel comfortable, like getting married and deciding to start a family that I know what type of world I'm bringing children into, um, because this world won't, <laughs> it won't do you any favors, right? But there's so much potential here. And although I talked the last three episodes about not falling in love with potential, I think that holding out hope for potential for us as a society is still a very um, real thing. And it's still a very tangible thing. And it's something that I want to be a part of. Um, so whether that means as a prosecutor, a civil rights attorney, as a judge, I don't know, um, as a lawmaker, although I don't want to run for anything, um, at all. Don't say never, girl. I didn't say never. I didn't say never. I didn't say never. I said I don't want to. But, um, I think those are the things that I want to leave behind, right, is that when we look at, um, 
police involved shootings that there is accountability when we look at the quality of life for housing for education for health care that there is accountability on those things especially like from a bioethical standpoint that as black and brown women if we have kids we're like five times more likely to die from preventable causes like I've said that statistic like throughout this podcast too like that should never be a thing so like where is the accountability for that right that when I tell you like hey I'm hurting or this doesn't feel right or that I know my body and this is not okay that like it's listened to and it's heard and it's taken seriously that like it doesn't take a Serena Williams to almost die to have to get that sort of news out there right um anyways so that's pretty much it I'll get off my soapbox but it's basically just making sure that I'm trying to create a better world in whatever way that I know I can. And the only way I know I can is that I'm good at arguing and I'm a good critical thinker. So if we combine the two, then maybe, <laughs> maybe something will happen. Um, so that's that's where I am. But That was amazing. And that was a really great way of tying all four of our of our legacies together and they do intersect in so many ways yeah i'm like oh look at us we amazing <laughs> so thank you all for sharing I'm, I'm i love hearing it and it just it just reinforces why we're such a strong group and how much we do and how passionate we are regardless of the pay right anyway no. to come up that's what we're <laughs> But we do it regardless, but we need to have the pay match, which we'll talk about in just a moment. Inflation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gas prices. Anyway, you guys have bikes, so I'll let us know. But um, <laughs> a Prius is what you're going to see me this year. No, girl, not a Prius. It's going to be a Prius. <laughs> I don't have a choice. But um, this is really, really exciting podcast. It's great to know who we came from or who's inspired us, what we want our legacy to be. But the other thing we wanted to make sure to end with is what we're celebrating. I think as women, we don't always celebrate each other, especially women of color. We're put against each other in so many different spaces and settings where we compare ourselves to each other, which I'm definitely guilty of. But today we definitely want to celebrate some of the accomplishments that we as individuals have made and then if there's anything else you guys want to highlight feel free to do so but there's some exciting stuff brewing in our group so this time let's start with Shekinah okay. <laughs> I, know. I was so put on the spot what <laughs> what is I'm just kidding uh, so I think the thing that's foremost for me is that I'm graduating in May God willing <laughs> Um, I've just applied to law school, so that's exciting. And I have a couple of potential job opportunities coming up. So depending on what things need to fall in place, um, we're going to be going down that new career path. And so I'm excited to see what this year has in store, um, at least professionally, academically, because we already discussed uh, romantically that she is bad, so... <laughs> You know, it's all you gotta look forward to these days, guys. You never know. You never yeah, know. Yeah, love always happens when yeah. you're not looking. When you're not looking. Girl, I have not been looking for years. <laughs> Where's he? I can't say when you're not looking, thinking when you're preoccupied. When you're preoccupied, that's when it hits That's you. when it comes Ooh. into play. It smacks you in the face, and you're like, whoa. Okay, well, we don't take that <laughs> advice from from the two who are who are in serious relationships. But uh, for my situation, ship, we're just gonna go ahead with what's currently there. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations, fam. Thanks, girl. I'm excited for your graduation. Good next steps. It'll awesome. be fun. We'll see you together. It's going to be great. 
So, uh, <laughs> all right, Jasmine. I don't really know. Like, I don't feel like I have a lot to Yes, you do. You I don't know. I mean, I got into school, so, like, that was good. I definitely Tell have us about been it. dragging Tell us about it. my feet for a minute on going back to school and applying. And I think, honestly, I just felt like I just was, like, drastically inadequate to be going to school, as crazy as that might sound. Like, I just didn't think I had what it took to, like, like, I just didn't think I could get in, like, honestly. I was like, I don't know, like, I just didn't think I could. And so, to be able to get in, even though, like, writing the essay and stuff was really hard, like, I don't know, it's hard to talk about yourself for, like, a couple of pages. That was definitely difficult. But I was able to do it, and I'm excited for what happens in this process. Like, I've heard a lot of good, and I've heard a lot of bad about like going through a master's program and so I'm just excited to like take that next step and it's something that I've wanted to do forever and I want to set the like legacy for my siblings that like we can you can accomplish anything like we should be like college bound we should get degrees like especially as people of color like I think that education is something that nobody can take from you and so it's really important so I'm excited about that i'm nervous about how i'm gonna pay for it <laughs> so like you know um yeah so hopefully like we can pay for it um you know whatever means it's necessary and then i have a couple of job opportunities too that i'm trying to decide like what is the best route and i think i've just been doing a lot of soul searching over the last couple of weeks trying to figure out like what my what career path I truly want to take because like I'm not getting any younger and I feel like it's time to like start establishing myself in um, a career field even though I'm a firm believer and you can change paths at any time like not one field is like the right path but I'm just trying to think in the long term what makes the most sense for me and my family so it's so weird to say family like I've one other person just kidding, but, yeah. that's a family you know but yeah it's definitely since becoming a homeowner i've been thinking about things more um like broadly than just like narrowly about myself and like how it impacts me like i definitely want to make sure i'm considering like my partner in this because like a bitch got assets now so <laughs> figure out how to buy some NPS, <laughs> NFTs. Okay, NFTs. We, can talk about, we can talk about that after the fact, but like, I don't even, like, the whole NFT thing, I don't know. Y'all not finna sell me on that, bro. I definitely need it. <laughs> I ain't need it. I'm just kidding. But. Well, Miss Clarissa. Well. Since you're our special guest. Okay. Um, so, with me going back back into school because I did take a like a year or two break from school trying to figure out because I have commitment issues with school apparently it's my second time (laughs) (laughs) it's fine but finally being accepted into you know the bachelor's program to be a licensed teacher is exciting and nerve-wracking at the same time but knowing that I 
have accomplished it and being able to like graduate next spring that has felt like a lifetime because even with being back at school like all the girls that are like teaching they're a couple years younger than me so when they like find out what age I was they're like oh is this your like second degree or something and I'm like no it's my first yes but it's like Jasmine said it's not like you're never too old to figure out what you want to study and you know I found out a little later that my first decision wasn't the right decision I wanted to do and I knew in my gut that education would be the happier route and I'm able to be getting into you know student teaching in the fall to the thanks of my friends for helping me write the personal statement because it is freaking hard to write about yourself but that's pretty much like the accomplishments that I have had I mean within my break I was able to like purchase my own car with my own money <laughs> not a house but a car so it that was <laughs> exciting in itself because it's like oh I'm an adult now mm-hmm. and I don't need my parents help for that but and she got a nice car mm-hmm. let's not it's no but yeah so that's like my accomplishments and I've I'm very thankful for the type of, like, support system I have at home with family, with my friends, you know, and it's exciting as well because hopefully my sisters will also be graduating next spring, one of them an associate's and the other one with a bachelor's as well, in engineering, which is a male-dominated field. So, women... Are coming. Right. And I think my youngest sister is studying criminology. Mm-hmm. I'm not a hundred percent. Let me get back to you. Check the comments. Check the comments. That's exciting. What's to show? What about you? Well, um, most exciting news I've gotten that I'm really, really proud of is I'm a proud alum of Salt Lake Community College. All of I think all of oh. us have one, except Jasmine, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, but it's okay. Because she, she started at the U. Everybody but makes I love, <laughs> <laughs> I love I'm a huge, so I'm a huge fan of Salt Lake Community College. My heart just calls me back there, aka Slick, so I'm gonna go say Slick from now on because that's long. Um, but I was nominated for the Distinguished Alumni Award, and they only accept two people every year. And I was awarded, and oh, you guys, I'm so, I just barely so found great. out. And I'm so excited, you guys! Like we get regalia, we get I get to be in commencement again at Slick. So I really like that it's come full circle for me because at the end of my days, I would love to go back to Salt Lake Community College. Even just going there to visit Miss Gloria and Miss Shekinah this week, I was like, I love this space. The from the students just to the environment, I always had a really good time. And yes, there's problems in every higher ed, ed, ed you know, university and or college, but there's something about that place I really love. So I'm really excited to be like, how many years later? Anyway, I'm not gonna do the math. <laughs> eight, I don't know. Um, <laughs> eight years later to go back and 
be on the stage again just to and to be recognized is really powerful for me and some people sleep on community colleges but I think they're an amazing place to start to work just the people you get to see and serve is really nice so that's my biggest thing one day I'll have a house like Jasmine. Um, <laughs> specifically, her specifically eight to ten months. <laughs> <laughs> mine's, mine's a dirt lot right now, so I'm really excited. I'll, of course, I'll, I'll uh, keep you all posted on that. I have really hard, I have a really hard um, time making decisions, and I have to make decisions for this house, and that's like really hard for me. I'm very non-committal with everything but school, so <laughs> hence why I'm single and uh, houseless. But um, <laughs> but yeah, so those are some of the things I'm celebrating and just celebrating being in this space with you all. Whenever I hear their accomplishments, they'll, they'll be like, oh, it's just this. I'm like, no, that's so exciting. Right. I can't believe it's just this. And I think we one of the, the themes I heard, at least from Jasmine and Clarissa, talking about how it's hard to write about ourselves but we're so it's easier for uh, easier for us to write about others. Hopefully, we can soon change that rhetoric among women. Like, be able to not be boastful, but be able to humbly brag about the things we do and celebrate our accomplishments, whether big or small. Um, especially small, because some if we're just waiting for these huge milestones, it could be a while. So, just celebrating the little things like. Shekinah's amazing talk, which she may or may not talk about sometime that she did. And I'll, uh, leave, I'll leave the details for you to share, you know. And I'm glad that Jasmine's been celebrating her house. And it's just it's really great. So yeah. that's where we are. Celebrate women. Well, I'm really happy to know all of y'all and to be your friends and to be in, like, such accomplished company because, you know... I, I didn't I didn't buy my own car. I didn't buy my own house. But you know, I did buy <laughs> what I'm living. You moved out of. You moved out you of moved You live on your own. Your own. own. But I'm I saying, cannot do that. What I did buy was a Disney Plus subscription that I'm very proud of. Hey, yes. so you might be sharing the password. <laughs> very proud of my Disney Plus. Well, I'm just kidding. But um, I really did. But I really am happy to, to know all of you guys and to be in your company and to, like, see all of the strides that you're making. Because as Tichelle said, I don't think it's very common that as women we, like, root for one another. But I'm, like, genuinely happy when y'all succeed. Because I'm like, oh, my best friend. Like, yeah. Look I'm, at him go. I just feel like we have that mindset where it's like we're, we have to compete with one another. Yeah. And it's mm -hmm. like, that's not true. Like, you have to compete right. with, oh... You know, I'm married, or I'm engaged, or I'm dating this person, or I have this great paying job, or it shouldn't be that way. That way, right. Because then it's not genuine friendships. Exactly. And that's what I'm appreciative of this friendship, is like, we're not competing, yeah. we're not, we're, su we're supporting each other in things that we need to support right. each other on. And I love that. And so I hope for anybody who's listening that y'all also, like, kind of take a page out of that notebook and that um, your friends or other women don't have to be your competition, right? Like, all of us are uniquely qualified in our own way. Um, and if somebody may get an opportunity before you, it doesn't mean that, that you're inadequate in any way. It means that you may have another opportunity coming your way. Um, so to reframe your thinking in that, just be happy for the successes of other people. You know what I mean? Even if you're going for the same things or even if you're in completely different arenas like the four of us, um, 
like it's it's okay to be happy for other people it's okay to root for other people um yeah do any of y'all have any lasting thoughts question comments concerns I will say this, like okay. Tashelle said, do not sleep on community college, because <laughs> <laughs> this is where I made my friendships, and it just gets you ready for higher education. And it's so much cheaper. It is much cheaper. Let's start there. <laughs> Especially if you're not sure what you want to do. Like, yeah. do not go spend your money at four-year institutions mm-hmm. still trying to figure it out. Like, no. you know, take your time, like, at the community college and pay half the price. That's like, right. Yeah. That's a good class of everything. Because I didn't know what I wanted to do. And my path has definitely not been linear. Yeah. I got, like, my degrees are, like, opposites, but... I will say, like, the the most amazing mentors are all from a solid community college yeah. to this day. And a lot of times, too, the community college professors teach at the universities anyway, so it's not really yeah. like you're getting any different quality well, in education. Sometimes the classes were harder. I don't know my word. Not I thought they word. tried. Yeah. But, yeah. but it's also great for first generation students. Yes. Yes. Say this yes. yes. True. It's a whole different atmosphere. whole different yeah. way. Okay. Well. Thank y'all for taking the time out to sit here and chat with us today. Um, it's the week of St. Patrick's Day, so if you, or the week, yeah, it's the yes, week of St. Patrick's Day. Okay, so uh, if y'all are Irish in the Irish realm, we're just like St. Patty's Day, I guess. You know, drink uh, responsibly. That's, that's right. it. That's the part. Wear green, I guess. I don't know. Um, <laughs> anyways, thank y'all for joining us, and we hope you have a great day. And remember, don't nobody got us. Like. We got us! Bye! Bye!